the happened? phone was ringing or telephone no. is ringing frat grund precision mueller Hold on, hold on. Hold on. Oh. Hello. It's uh oh, that's not what it was. There we go. This is what I'm looking for right here, Joe. Phone's ringing, dude. Phone's ringing, dude. Phone's ringing, dude. <laughs> I got the dude on my shirt today. There you go. Dude abides. Dude abides. Man. Did he uh, ever recover from cancer? I yeah. saw a photo of him recently with John Goodman. John Goodman looks like shit. He lost what? I don't know. But 200 pounds a, or something? Is it a healthy loss, 200 pounds? Yeah, I don't know. Because he did I, not. I, I it was know. him. Gold. Uh, what the hell is his name? Uh, the dude. <laughs> Uh, dude and Steve Buscemi, they were sitting at a, a cafe or something. <clears throat> and John Goodman did not look good. But maybe he's, maybe that's a good 200 pound, whatever. Um, Jeff says he's healthy, Joe, just so you know. I'm just looking at his story. Okay. Says his tumor's gone, et cetera, et cetera. Here's Kendall Reavers. Joe, any chance to be a guest on your yeah. radio show? He texted me as well. So, yeah. Did I give Kendall. you that story? No. No, you haven't. Who's Sam Fender? He's a singer, isn't he? Singer, guitar player, I believe. Yeah, no, no relation to the Fender family. <laughs> The worst part about when it's 58 below zero in the morning, the dry skin. Man, that'll happen. There was a big piece in the Daily Mail this morning, and now I can't find it. On Travis Kelsey? The communist China influence in schools around the country. They had St. Cloud of Minnetonka. And I, I, I can't find the story. Did you print the it Daily out? Mail changes their website so often. Oops. What schools? Minnetonka and St. Cloud? Yeah. You know, the Chinese are going back to the masks. Now they got a respiratory situation don't they <clears throat> the worst thing i saw about this new coach for the wild is the video i saw him of he was wearing a mask it was probably during covid was it, yeah an old video probably i don't care was <laughs> it when he was hosting the morning show at k102 i don't know i don't know his name is john hines oh, this yeah. one's spelled with a y <laughs> <laughs> Was it a new piece, Joe? Because I have something from July about uh, from the Christian Post, no, Chinese was, Communist Party influencing U.S. K twelve schools. 
Yeah, but it was today, and it and, and the Daily Mail doesn't offer that little magnifying glass. The search to look for shit stuff on the council. Uh, here it is. Oh no, this is July thirtieth, twenty twenty-three. Yeah, I don't want that. It's from the Daily Mail. This was today. I'll repeat for the last time. <laughs> Are you sure? Are you pretty sure I didn't wake up today and read the July Daily Mail? It well, you've, you've done it before. I don't think I'm that far off. That'd go back seven months or whatever the hell it is. Oh, Rudolph was on last night? Yeah, I'm really upset. Isn't that early? It's not even December right. It probably would have been better than the game. Well, I always tomorrow. For dreams to come true. Can't you? You can stream it somewhere, can't you? I would assume. I, it's I, not, I, 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 it's I, not the same. It's not the same, John. Oh, jeez. You're right. You'd rather watch commercials. I see. Mm -hmm. The story I, in, in uh, July is about funding. <clears throat> you know what the inside dope is on Dean Evis? Uh, did, wait, I think I know what you're going to say. Was oh. it from that email? Yeah. Okay. That's not plausible. Well, right. And some don't go. My buddy told me keep the hearsay off the. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> whatever it is, it sounds like BS. Well, it's not naughty. It just well, a friend of naughty. my cousin's um, that's ex roommate. Exactly. <laughs> I mean, no. Oh, my guy that co my guy that coaches eleventh grade hockey. Now there's this. litter boxes in these bathrooms <laughs> and these full grown <laughs> kitty cats. Oh, yeah. was this was I believe oh, this was he wasn't using his. Uh, yeah, he sits down when he goes potty. He wasn't using <laughs> his enforcers enough to protect. Uh, Kirill. No, it's it. And that's why Kirill has appeared to be disinterested. Hmm. I don't think Kirill has appeared to be disinterested. So you're you're not committed to this China's influence story, right? I'm I not. Just... I'm not <laughs> well, then why the did one you? I saw today, I might have been interested in. Not in July. Yeah. Well, this story doesn't exist. Yeah. It did it? So, it did at 10 a.m. It doesn't pick a exist new now. Pick a new story. Well, we got uh, Somali kids uh, uh, suing Edina. You've got uh, cut that. You've got Kendall Qualls coming up. You got the UN calling for us to no longer eat meat, and you've got the University of St. Thomas will hold workshops on white uh, accountability. Fratelloni's hardware. Wait, wait, shut up, Reavers. What was that last one? St. Thomas. Uh, we'll hold workshops on white accountability. I think the neighbors are going to win uh, their uh, suit if they get to a suit against St. Thomas, by the way. Um, putting that hockey rink right on Creighton and Goodrich, one of the well, nicest streets in town. Yeah. What about Biden not going to this climate thing? He's you too interested? busy with war. You interested in that? No, he's too busy with war. Uh, I just want to know if you're going to talk about it. Probably that, not. Uh, I'm not quizzing you. What is it good for? Musk, right. Israel. Absolutely. 
No. Musk is trying to get back in the good graces. I know that. Are you going to talk about it? It might come up. I do, hardware and I, garden stores. I do see now to back up Kenny here of uh, that story on a different website mentioning St. Cloud Minnetonka. It's from July. July yeah, 29th. he looked up a July story. I he didn't just, look at a July story. Yeah, yes, you did. Maybe the mail reprinted one of their own July stories. Listen to him backtrack now. <laughs> back up. The, the one I'm reading is is by Samantha Common of the Christian Post Reporter, July 29th. I got it. Phone's ringing, dude. <laughs> uh, no, I, I don't want to. You should just keep doing it, Chris. <laughs> over and that. over. Welcome back, everybody. <laughs> I don't want to hear any little kids either. You know what? <laughs> that Which, guy is turning nine today. Yeah. Nine. How about, nine. Wow. How about this new guy? He never even played in the NHL. Well, either did uh, Dino did Les Nesman or whatever his name is. Les, Les, Dean Everson. Yeah, he did. Well, yeah, he did. a cup of coffee. Well, we say in baseball. At least he was in the show. This other guy was never in the NHL. It's bleeping embarrassing. It's worse than that. He's American. He's like some some community college coach. He's American from Rhode he also Island. Pumped gas at the same time he was coaching. Pumped a lot of tain. Hey, can I check your oil? <laughs> this is waiting to you, know, if you know what I mean. Rattalone's <laughs> hardware and garden stores. Uh, somebody did send us the Daily Mail story, Joe, so they back you up. November 27th. Thank you. So, can you oh. get it to me? Can you get it to Reavers to print out? Uh, Mike Mike sent it to all oh. of us. If you guys just Michael did. Thank you, sir. Yeah. Well, it? right now, I'd like to start. Rattalone's oh. hardware and garden stores brings you Garage Logic Podcast number 1,000. 199, November 28th, 2023, 58 degrees on this day in 1941. And little did they know they were, what, a week away from yeah. Pearl Harbor? And 21 below on this day in 1887. Hail the flashlight, King. And now, from the mayor's office above the boathouse on the east shore of Spoon Lake, it's Garage Logic. With Chris Reavers, Manning Technology Corner, Kenny Olson from the Krabby Coffee Shop, John Hyde in the newsroom, and of course, the rookie. Here is your flashlight king, fireworks commissioner, and the keeper of common sense, your mayor, Joe Sushi. We haven't touched base with our friend Kendall Qualls for quite some time, and yet he has come up on the show frequently, and so I... We've arranged that Kendall will join us right now, unfortunately, by phone. Hello, Kendall. Well, Joe, how are you? What are you up to, sir? Well, first of all, thank you for having me on. And um, I, I am just as busy as I have been in the on a campaign trail nowadays. Yeah. Traveling, traveling the state and speaking around the state and the metro. Um, heading up to Duluth uh, after we get off the phone to speak to the Rotary there tomorrow morning. And this is all on behalf of Take Charge? Yes, yeah, some of it's Take Charge. Some of it is uh, the, the party, the Republican Party, requesting me to come out to speak to them in different areas. So it's about 50-50. Kendall, does the Republican Party in this state stand a chance to begin to turn things around? Absolutely. They Absolutely. do. Okay. Yeah. Because it sure doesn't feel like it. 
Well, you know, this this is the uh, I call it the uh, the the off season where you you know you're working out, you're 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 redoing your plays and you're getting the right team on board. And it, trust me, it's going to be a very different scenario. And I'm 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 helping behind the scenes. I'm volunteering um, to help the party, doing this stuff on my own time because um, we. We, we have all the right things in place. We just need to do a better job of packaging our message. Ken, uh, you, wrote, you wrote a piece uh, for the, I think it's for the Federalist. Let me double correct. check. Yes. Disillusioned black voters are coming home to the GOP. Help me understand that. Well, first of all, we have to remember that our origin and context as a party, we were the anti-slavery party. Right. We were at the Party of Liberty. In fact, I share, my, and when I go and speak, I share this for, for, um, for people that don't know the history. For over 150 years, people have been flocking to Republican-led states, including black Americans. Mm-hmm. Um, when my parents were from the Jim Crow South, they fled the Jim Crow South to go to Republican-led states. Mm-hmm. And Republican-led states have always been the most ethnically diverse, economically prosperous, with liberties and freedoms that Democrat states didn't have. In fact, they had the best schools. They had the best places to live from a quality of life standpoint, as far as free from crime and all of that. Um, We, we, as as a party, we do a lousy job of packaging our message and selling the story. So let me give you an example of as far as the, for black, for example, um, in a recent poll, in a recent poll that was done by the New York Times of all places, it showed that over 20 percent of black Americans were supporting right now today President Trump. And he's supposed to be the most racist person in America, you know, the, the big you know, white supremacist of all kind, according to the, you know, the media. But right now, over 20% of black Americans are supporting him over pre- for president, over Biden. And th- those numbers haven't been that high since Richard Nixon in the 60s. Uh, black America's got to do better than Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> well, you, you know, at the end of the day, they're realizing that they've been used as, as more and more of this the factual part of this has come out. I mean, basically, we have 60 years of outcome data to show that basically we've been used as tools for for the Democratic Party and they destroyed the traditional black family. And and just like just like the Democrats of slavery era, where they didn't want blacks to be educated, in every major city in the country where, where Democrats uh, control the city government and they control the schools, young black kids or literally semi-illiterate, they're coming out of these schools, not being able to read at grade level and do math at grade level. It's just abysmal. And not only that, they won't let them have school choice. They impede that. I mean, it's much like the slavery era of the South, where we don't want our kids and these black kids educated. Not only do I believe every word of what you just said, but uh, for years it's been a constant puzzle to me why black parents aren't standing up to public education and quit telling them to do their kids a favor because they're not being done a favor. They're being made less than. 
and it's infuriating. Uh, I, I wish there would be an uprising of black moms and dads uh, to confront this uh, this this idea that the black kids need to be treated differently in school. It's infuriating, and I I wonder why the black parents don't rise up. What you're you're seeing more of that with an older generation of black parents. Well, they're they're more like black grandparents, if you will. Unfortunately, the younger generation they've got indoctrinated into this this current system we have now. But let me give you an idea. So th- there is a a state house representative. She was a Democrat in Atlanta. Yeah. Frustrated over this same thing that you just talked about. She switched from Democrat to Republican on the issue of school choice alone mm-hmm. in a deep blue district in, in Atlanta and know she's going to suffer the ramifications, but she's been trying to get school choice for these kids through the democratic party and they would not let her do it. And this teachers union, this democratic party. So she switched to Republicans. Mm-hmm. You wrote a, you wrote a lovely piece for Alpha News, kind of a Thanksgiving piece that you seem to be addressing. Who are you addressing it to? What age group? Well, you know, let me let me give the context for that. So during the course of my campaign, just just speaking to people door to door, door knocking, and and um, just you know donors and everything. So these people are in their mid fifties and older. Mm-hmm. They have adult children. And because their adult children have been indoctrinated through K through 12 and college, they, you know, they, they've come home and basically told their, their parents that they, 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 are systemic, they have systemic racism, they have white privilege. And ever since the George Floyd incident, um, these parents are just, they're, they're, they're flat. They're just left flat for like, what are you talking about? Right. And I wrote a piece that says, look, look, you know, you've had these views. Now this whole incident that happened in Israel on October 7th, that Hamas went ahead and basically terrorized the nation, cut off the heads of infants, and they're seeing their their schools where they graduated from are siding with Hamas. And now these kids that are basically called their parents racist and everything else and had Black Lives Matter signs to the yards – they're realizing, oh my gosh, I think I've been duped. Mm-hmm. How did I get on this side of the equation? What Hamas did was wrong. I'm not going to align myself with that, even though there's some of their friends may, may may align with that, but they're not that radical. And they and uh, that Black Lives Matter has now endorsed what Hamas has done against the Jewish people. They're going like, holy smoke! All these all these people that I've been aligned with in my woke world are crazy. <laughs> That's right. And, and, I love your and, optimism, man. I love the fact that you think this is going to turn. Well, it doesn't. It doesn't need to be fifty percent. It, it all it has to do is be 10, 15, 20 percent of these people, because then they're going to they're going to then convince others as well. But what we what we want to start to see is a crack in the dam, and the crack in the dam is happening in the black community. Mm-hmm. It's, and I believe, and I believe, and, and it's and it's beginning to happen. That Barry Wise, I don't, you know, I don't know. She she used to be an editor in the New York Times, right? She's left there, and I mean, she sounds she sounds like a MAGA Trump supporter. Right. She's not, no, she's, no, she's not. But but her logic and her writing is saying, oh my gosh, everything that Trump talked about was right, including the border, 
And you know what? We, we threw out the we threw out the message along with the messenger. Yes, we did. And these are her words; they're not mine. No, I understand. I've been listening to her. I think she's uh, I think she's right on the money. She's very popular. Her podcast is popular. Her yeah. writing is very popular. Uh, yeah. she's been a great she's been a great help. And we've and so seen much. that with a lot of liberals and uh, so-called progressives, mm -hmm. where they're now sounding more and more like conservatives. Well, Bill Maher is another one. Um, yeah. yeah, shocking. Um, yes. all, of, all of these people are saying the same things that I have said, coming out of poverty in Harlem, New York, and then living in the trailer park in Oklahoma, the formula for America works. It works. And um, I, I'm standing up for it. I thought I had to stand up for it because no one else was especially in our state. And uh, we've had people on the left for, you know, uh, Ilhan Omar, obviously, and Dean Phillips, who's called, you know, fellow Minnesotans, uh, they're guilty of white privilege. Mm -hmm. It's wrong. It's wrong. We do have disparities in our country, huge disparities, but they're generated by these fa this fatherless home problem that the, the left don't want to address because what it would do is reconstitute the traditional nuclear family and, oh, my gosh, they can't have the patriarchy back. Yeah, what the hell is the problem with patriarchy? Well, because, you know, it's male-dominated. And, you know, the last thing they want is the father knows back. And that, you know, kind of culture. Well, you can have a, an intact home where the father is not necessarily knows best. Or that's the breadwinner. Or the breadwinner. Right. That, that, that's, that's, exa that's exactly true. But, you know, at the end of the day... It's ideology over rationalism. Um, it, it matters most. Have you ever been tempted to be lured to the other side? I mean, in other words, what what shield are you brandishing that allows you to continue to think so rationally? You know, I haven't lived... Well, look, I'll just tell you this real quick story. So, you know, I used to visit my mother in Harlem... As I, I, so I lived with my mom from first grade to fifth grade in Harlem, New York. Right. After fifth grade, I lived with my father onward until, until I, I finished high school and college. But I used to visit New York City every summer to visit when, you know, with my mother, you know, when school was out. But I'll, I'll, I'll never forget. So when I was about 17, 18 years old, Ronald Reagan was president. We we're at home and we only had one TV at the time when I was living with my dad. And Jesse Jackson was on the news with, um, at the time, I didn't know who he was, but it was um, Charlie Rangel. Mm -hmm. And because Ronald Reagan had cut taxes, uh, cut spending across the board for the federal government, Jesse Jackson was saying that there's going to be starving kids in Harlem. And he was standing in front of the, the public housing project where my mother lived. Mm -hmm. And he said, the number one thing we need is not the same amount of money, not, not less money, but more. These moms need more, more you know, government food stamps. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not the last thing. They don't need more. more. The first thing they need is safety and security, to put, you know, more police, more protection, because the, the thugs on the corner own the neighborhood. Mm -hmm. Even if, they, if the women got more money, in a lot of that, these guys would wait at the end of the month. They didn't have direct deposit then. They would, they would, they would accost these 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 grandmothers and moms, and they would steal their purses, take their money, rough them up, 
we saw it every month. And, and I saw my, my grandmothers and my older aunts, you know, hiding money on their, on their personal possessions and not to leave it in their purse because they knew every month this would happen. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know what, if that's what a Democrat is, I don't want to be one of those. He's mm-hmm. lying. You know, he's, he goes, they're starving kids. There, there are not any starving kids in Harlem, even back then in, in the late 60s, early 70s, because the moms that would use the money for drugs and their kids were not eating, other moms would, would take them in. We would take those kids in and take, take care of them until certain agencies would take place. So I, I didn't like the duplicity. I didn't like the lying and the, and the using of our culture that advanced the narrative. And, um, and over time, I noticed whenever I would go back, there was never an off-ramp. So basically, the kids that I saw and I knew my age, the young, the young girls became pregnant and got their own places and became young moms. And the guys, the young boys, they 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 were, they were uh, heading into the criminal justice system. Mm-hmm. They, did, they weren't. They didn't have part time jobs that were leading to the trades or leading to college. That was so. That's my brandish. That's my shield of why I never left and never looked back. It's it's just it's just so optimistic. I just I can't tell you how happy I am to hear this. When you lived with your dad, where was that? Oklahoma. Yeah, you know, it was Oklahoma. He was a drill sergeant in the army. Yeah, you know, so I had the tough, the tough discipline and everything else, and then the love and mixture with my mom, but never together. And I tell people, look, you know what? When when your father's a drill sergeant, you get in trouble once. <laughs> the second time, you're, you're you're the missing pitcher kid on the milk box. <laughs> <laughs> right. Is so, your dad still with us? No, he's not. He's since passed. Is your mom? My, my mom is passed as well. That's a shame. They'd, they'd love to see what's happening right now with you. Yeah, they, they both were proud. And um, and, and just what we're, I mean, we've been in the private sector our entire lives. They, they haven't seen this side of my involvement in the public arena. I've never, never had a desire, never been, been, been involved. Who are you challenged by? Who challenges you for your thoughts and the the way you follow are, are you constantly challenged by what's what's wrong with you Qualls? come on get with the game you know, you know the, 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 i think the biggest challenge is is fear and i tell you because i just met with another guy that just joined our organization take charge as volunteers we have like over 50 volunteers they they expose their private lives publicly to help our message i'm going to share a big one that's coming early next week this is for you and your your, your listeners. But the biggest challenge, I think that people are afraid to, um, to confront us because we speak in truth that they can, they can try to slam everything else. But look, I got my bona fides. You know, they can't talk about, well, you don't know what it is. Yeah, I do know exactly what it is. I've, I've eaten powdered eggs and, and government surplus cheese. I do. You don't tell me you, you know, about your lived experience. I have that too. Mm-hmm. I also know that the system works. And, it's a, and, and not only does it work, I know that their, their system doesn't work. It's made our culture worse than what it was before the, before the civil rights movement. And that's what Take Charge Minnesota is all about, isn't it? That's right. It, it's about, look, you know, we don't need permission from anyone, from any government, from any politician to take our culture back. We didn't used to live like this. This is shameful. Our ancestors are rolling in their graves by, oh, look, Joe, I, I have data that shows that Minnesota uh, Department of Health, 
that in Minneapolis and St. Paul, some, some years our, our kids were born with 90% of no fathers living in the home. Mm-hmm. 90%. That doesn't work, does it? That, it wasn't that bad. And, and then slavery time, yeah. up in, all the way up until the 1960s and early 70s, were 80% two-parent families. All of this changed in my lifetime. Uh, I would I would echo that. I I see a, a different life than I saw fifty years ago. Absolutely. What is the and, announcement you have for us? Well, here's the scenario that this is just again just just shameful. It's, it's not a political announcement. Um, so the American Bar Association, as well as the American Medical Association, they have basically said, you know, because of systemic racism and institutional racism. And the disparities that we see amongst doctors and lawyers, it must be because of our system. So we're going to we're going to lower the bar exam. The state of Delaware has already done it. Each state has to do it, and the, many of these states are reviewing it. The state of Delaware has already lowered the, the bar exam because of you know the disparities. And American Medical Association is doing the same thing. <laughs> we already we already have a video of our volunteers, black. Uh, black uh, attorneys and doctors think don't do no such thing. Right. Don't do no, no such thing. Not not only is it insulting, we know the real reason why this issue. I mean, we have disparity at the reading level. At, you know, at fifth grade, those are the issues that we need to address. Not this, and then not only that, we we we've had black attorneys and doctors that were passing these standards, passing these exams in 1800s. Right. And, you know, it's a dishonor to our ancestors. It's making so, black people less than. That's exactly right. And, 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 and you know what, and again, this is the hidden, the hidden agenda of Marxism. Marxism takes away merit. Right. It, it, wants, it wants to tell, tell the public there's no such thing as merit. Rely on the state. To make everything fair and at parity, but equity and freedom cannot coexist. It, it, it no, doesn't work, and it doesn't work. In fact, we we tell people that DEI is not civil rights 2.0. So diversity, equity, and inclusion. That's right. DEI. Um, it's not civil rights 2.0. It, it, it is it is the chosen horse of Marxism. It is a cheap disguise of Marxism. And using again, again, using the black community to drive a drive an agenda has nothing to do with the, what America is all about. Mother of God, what would this state be like right now if you were the governor? Okay, stop, yeah. stop. That's my only question, um, Kendall. We've talked numerous times, and uh, it irritates me every single day that, and we truly believe if you would be the governor of the state if the Republican Party would have got behind you, endorsed you, put the full weight of the party behind your campaign. We truly believe you'd be the governor right now, but yet you don't hold any kind of grudge or spite or animosity, and you're actually working with the Republican Party. I just want you to address that for me. Yeah, you know what, guys, a lot of politicians, I've never been involved in politics, but you know what? If you're going to make something better, you got to get involved. And you know, the political side of what happens, obviously, it that that stinks. But it's not it's not necessarily the entire party. There's elements in the party. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
you know, you know, you, it's just like, you know, you have a recipe and you put too much of one thing in and then it screws up the greens. You don't throw the, you don't throw the whole recipe out. You, you know, you, you do the recipe right. Right. So I'm, I'm, I'm here to help this fix, fix it right. <laughs> if you will. So that, uh, that, that's, that's my nature of it. And that's how like, you know, look at the end of the day, I tell our, I told my kids and when they were growing up, the world is full of problems identifiers. Mm-hmm. Kendall, we also know that if you had become governor of the state of Minnesota, we also realize you would never speak to us ever again. Right. So we're <laughs> usually what happens. No. You know, no. Kendall, your attitude reminds me kind of of the same attitude that Ronald Reagan had towards the Republican Party back when he was running for president. Uh, it's really refreshing, actually. Well, you know, you know, I take that a high compliment. You know, it's interesting. When Ronald Reagan didn't get the nomination in '76, and it was, he got the nod, I think Gerald Ford got the nod. It, he he went around the country, and I think General Electric had him speaking at their different, you know, manuf- manufacturing plants in different locations. It's, it's analogous to that. I mean, I am on the road quite a bit, and um, I got my finger on the pulse of what's going on here in Minnesota and in, in politics in our country, and so. I'm doing what I can to help, you know, because that leads to somewhere, you know, down the road, and that's great. But here's here's what I do believe, and, and, and more than anything about our state of Minnesota, we are so much better than the leaders that serve us. The state I just got fascinated with, in October of 2009, Forbes magazine basically surveyed 25 uh, cities across the country on what state is the best from quality of life safety and security those those three quality of life and safety minneapolis was number one it's no and longer number one sir absolutely it's not and i pledge that the, my last campaign if i run if i do run again i pledge that we'll get that we'll get that marker back because that's the character of our state and our city our twin cities people used to walk walk around at night they used to feel comfortable going to a game and going to a show or going to a play, that type of thing, and have didn't think anything about it. We, we were never Detroit. We were never Chicago. And we're going to get that back. And I, I told people we'll get it back in 18 months, give or take two months, but it, we'll get it back. Let's not let so much time pass before we touch base again. Uh, absolutely, Joe. It, it's a pleasure being on with you again. And uh, my best to you and your listeners for this upcoming Christmas holiday season. You too, and I, I enjoy reading your work, so keep it up. Thank you very much. Will do. Thanks. All right, thank you, Kendall Qualls. What a nice attitude. I'll say. Yeah. wonder if he needs any garage door work. Should have asked him. Huh? Should have asked I him. Should've. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is a transition. Matt, I should have asked <laughs> him. should have asked him. He's got a garage. Yeah, well, it's uh, my garage door guys, the whole family garage door of the Twin Cities in western Wisconsin. Precision garage door. They're growing. They want to find new members of their team, garage door technicians, garage door installers, warehouse inventory associates. They pay well. They have great uh, benefit programs. Uh, People enjoy them so much that when they do get hired on, they don't tend to leave. And the work they do for you is tracked by text messaging the whole time. Of course, with me, I'll just stand out there. Right. And just drive right. the guy nuts. Hey, how are we doing yeah. here? Yeah, well, why are you doing this? You got this progress? Thing? Right. So, uh, it, 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 they're doing wonderful, wonderful work, and I've gotten nothing but 
uh, congratulatory emails for the work they've done. Precision Garage Door of the Twin Cities serving the metro in western Wisconsin. Don't charge more for weekend visits and they get the job done correctly. You can find them at precisiondoormn.com. That's precision precisiondoormn.com or call and meet them. Uh, you can find uh, them at 612-263-6985. Rook, I need a bunch from you today. Damn, baby. I need Sound Story, Masonic, and Welter. So as we bump back, I'm going to need one from you. Here. Right. Am I doing ads today? Yeah, I only need Moon Motorsports from you today. Getting a little thin. Ketchup sandwiches for Kenny. Yeah. Um, Wiener water soup. Joe, this is a white accountability workshop. Yeah. What's your angle on this? I haven't even What's read the, the story yet. Reavers gave it to me. I haven't had a chance to look at it yet. Um, it's really interesting that I went to um, St. Thomas and they've removed all information regarding this workshop from their website. Really? Yeah. Didn't you go to school there? No. <laughs> Never heard of the place. Deny That's everything. Rumor, but I uh, no, I did not go there. Nor did my daughter. Nor did her husband. Nor did about a thousand people I know. <laughs> I got two kids that graduated from there. I know you do. I know you did. Yeah. I, I know you do. You've seen them. I couldn't get in. I've seen them. Them ain't letting me in. Yeah. I went over to the U to sign up for college. Couldn't find a parking spot. Said, the hell with this. <laughs> Drove to St. Thomas, parked right on Summit, walked in, said, you got any spots left? They said, yeah. Boom. <laughs> That's why I went to St. Thomas. Hell of a selection process. Yeah. Yeah. Can we see some of your work? Kids oh, today, you will eventually. Kids today, they fly around the country. They go on these search missions. Right. Not me. Yep. We ready? It was all about me and where I could park. Parking spaces, yeah. I needed a parking He's spot. He's looking for an exit. Yep. He's looking How for an get exit. Out of here? Being aware of his surroundings. I'm going to use that one the next time we have an appearance somewhere. Okay, you go ahead. So, no okay, parking. Kenny. I'll be at home. Okay, Kenny. <laughs> I'm ready. All right, here we go. I am. Oh, I do this. How are you? Got it. The Earth is not your mother. The Joe Suchere Show. Spending time with loved ones is wonderful. That's an understatement of the year. That's right, Rook. However, holding those memories and being able to reference them for generations to come that's a really good idea, and that's where sound my sound story comes into uh, play, and they're online at mysoundstory.com. Now, you can get a pretty good deal here. We've got uh, everybody getting together, and this is a great deal where they're actually going to professionally record this. So when Grandpa and Grandma are talking about how they met, their first date, the first movie they went to, maybe that first kiss, it's all going to be caught for you and generations to come. Well, this is the time of year when everyone's thinking about the perfect gift for the holidays. Go off the beaten path. 
something everybody's going to love and something that is very easy to purchase. I've got that with Sound Story. It's a professionally produced hour-long conversation with one of your loved ones that's interviewed by one of our professional interviewers, possibly me. It's a conversation that includes all their experiences. With Sound Story, you or your loved one's voices and the stories are saved for your family forever. And you and your siblings can go in on a gift certificate for your parents or grandma and grandpa. Get them a sound story starting at just $3.99 at mysoundstory.com. Now through Friday, enter the promo code FLASHLIGHT. You get 10% off that sound story gift certificate. So you're going to be able to listen and watch. It's a great deal. It's possible with sound story. Just go to mysoundstory.com, promo code FLASHLIGHT. Get this holiday special of 10% off a gift certificate for sound story. Flashlight is the promo code at mysoundstory.com. Sound story for you, for them, forever, for Such. Kendall Qualls would, uh, and I would share maybe the same reaction to a story uh, that uh, was available on Alpha News. Yes, uh, University of St. Thomas holds workshop on white accountability. It's about time. All right. The, the University of St. Thomas in St. Paul is holding a workshop on white accountability. Uh, okay. With privilege comes responsibility. Well, I'll buy that. Sure. All right. What will you do with yours for the common good? An event description says. I, I don't know what I would do. First of all, I have to acknowledge your premise, which I find terribly flawed. I don't think I'm privileged just because I'm white. Uh, that's what you think. I don't have. Well, of course, someone privileged would say something that. like that. That's true. And so uh, the workshop is held monthly and facilitated by a counselor who helps participants explore white privilege along with other layers and intersectionalities of privilege. Boy, I hate that word intersectionalities. They, they're the, uh, the uh, Mysterians really love that word intersection. Uh, to me, an intersection is a four-way stop. We, we really do like the word salad, don't we? Yeah, we really do. This workshop has a focus on interactive discussion, interactive discussion about how white supremacy affects us and others. So it's just a given that there's white supremacy. Sure. That's, that's not up for debate. Individually and systemically on a daily basis, the workshop is put on by the University Center for Well-Being and takes place. People have this uh, mistaken idea that I went there. Oh, that didn't happen? I, I went uh, to a different school. I see. Uh, it was called St. Thomas College. Got it. And it didn't have a Department of Well-Being. We didn't have that. Yeah, so I'm just telling you. I see. <laughs> Center for Well-Being and Takes Place Virtually Over Zoom sessions are going to take place November 30. That's coming up, isn't it? And December 14. They've already had one on October 24. The event posting explains that there is an FYE credit available. FYE means first-year experience. Okay. That's part of the university's core curriculum for freshman students. Courses offered as part of FYE. We didn't have that either. We didn't have FYE. Didn't have Include emerging scholars for justice okay. and social justice and cultural transformations for the common good. Yeah. How do you fail that? B as in B, yeah. S as in S. Following backlash, so? <laughs> the university locked its X account which was formerly known as Twitter. Yes. 
The university locked its account they and appeared did. to remove the web page advertising about the workshop. It has also limited Facebook comments. Why? If you believe this BS, why are you afraid to why are you afraid of it being made public? Why are you scurrying to uh, not let anybody see what what you're up to? Well, what they can't control are Google algorithms. And I didn't know Alpha had the story, so I just typed in St. Thomas College White Accountability Report. <laughs> the very first thing that came up was University of St. Thomas White Accountability Workshop. Follow along as I click on that and I get a 404 error. Sorry, we can't find a page with that address. I'll be on the, on the St. Thomas website. <laughs> it's gone. Well, do you know what happened then? I don't. This well, I'll, I'll, I'd be willing to be corrected, but I guarantee what happened was some big donor said, "What the hell are you idiots doing? I'm pulling my funding," and then that's what caused them to take this down. I, gu I guarantee that's what. Yeah, happened. but do you think the class or the workshop was canceled? I doubt it. I'm sure they still have it. Maybe the big hitters like uh, Fry or. Um... We don't know that. We don't know that. We don't know. Archive versions of the webpage date back to May of 2022. White Accountability Workshop is a monthly workshop in a counselor-facilitated brave space. Who writes this S word? Hey, careful. In <laughs> uh, a counselor-facilitated brave space for students to explore how whiteness and racism show up in our daily lives and systems to affect our thoughts, feelings, relationships, health and well-being, community, and much more. A version from May 28, 2023 says. They just, they just have no idea what a bunch of wussies they come off as, do they? They just have no idea. They're just so fragile. The optional workshop series... I hope that's in a safe space, <laughs> which began in 2020, will continue in one of many opportunities at the university for students who wish to explore how different life experiences impact our understanding of social issues and engagement in racial justice work, the university told Alpha News in a statement. The university also came under fire earlier this year when it was reported that the school allows biological males to share living spaces with females. Well, that can't be all bad, can it? Huh? <laughs> Nothing just happened on the weekends. Uh, they're failed. It's a failed academy. They show all the signs of being a failed but academy. They revel in it, Joe. They, they salute themselves. There are, uh, I did, as Kenny did, search that. And if you go down the list, I immediately found four other universities in the U.S. that basically yeah. offer the same. University of California, San Diego, University of North Texas, Loyola University, Maryland, Cal Poly, and Humboldt. And that was just a quick glance. Massachusetts. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. let me ask you something. Check it on out. Now, check this out. You mean to tell me. <laughs> No, okay. So let's say you're a you're a young kid. You're gonna buy this BS because you're in their failed grip, right? What what's the end game? Think about that for a minute. What's World the domination. End game? 
What's the end game? I go into this conference and... and passive. And, I've got the answer. Yeah, it's yeah. passive little piggies suckling at the teeth of big government because big government can provide for all you helpless fools. And you, you in the back? I was going to go with the route of it would supply someone then with an endless amount of a lifetime of guilt, therefore voting for the likes of whoever's first for something. That's what I was going to go with. Well, that's not bad. Uh, you in the back. That's not bad. <laughs> uh, I, I would say let's 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 even take St. Thomas out of it. What is the end game of white people uh, wearing a hair shirt every day and condemning themselves for having been born white? What where can that lead? But I had no say in this decision. I had no say in it. I was just born and. Right, and then to these people, inconveniently enough, I happen to be white. What What's the end game? Washing all all character, washing out all. Everything's going to be the same. It's going to be uh, what's eighty four, nineteen eighty four, whatever it is. Handicapper general, you're too successful. And, and what, what what phrase was commonly used in this uh, piece I read about St. Thomas? The phrase "common good." Right. Socialism, so what, like I said earlier. Yeah, what what strikes me is the end game is to is to convince white students to embrace the idea that they shall not excel. For if they excelled, it would only be as a result of being white. Hmm. So, what are you knocking down in the process? You're pretty much knocking down Western civilization and bringing about the mystery. You're knocking down capitalism. You're knocking down competitiveness. You're knocking down entrepreneurship. You're knocking down achievement. You're knocking down, most importantly, individuality. And what are you left with? Collectivism. Collectivism. Basically, you're left with nothing. Same as right. the state flag. You're you're left with nothing. Meh. And it's hard to be upset at nothing. There's there's nothing to complain about. Hmm. And the and the kids don't know this. They're young and impressionable. They're not gonna how many kids uh, that would be lured into this BS are gonna stand up and say, Hold up, wait a minute. Something, Something ain't right. right. How many kids are going to say that? Well, there aren't going to be, and the ones that would know that they're better off just keeping their mouth shut. Yeah, there you go. Right there. I've got one I'm watching closely. He's a senior in college. I've I've detected that he's not having any fun right now. I've detected that <laughs> I've detected that he has survived this. Okay. I got a sophomore in college somewhere. I've detected that so far she survived this. Uh, just acquired a freshman in college, too soon to tell. Okay. Just saw her for the first time since she went off to school. I'm detect Same hair color, same everything? Yeah. Okay. And I'm detecting that if, if she's been browbeaten, uh, it doesn't show and it didn't come up. And I was under instructions not to ask certain questions. So <laughs> I had to watch myself. Got it. No, I detect, I detect, I, I suspect she'll survive it. But again, this is, this is how strong they are by the time they go off to school. 
this is pathetic. It's uh, it, it's becoming more and more obvious what this is. We're seeing it in our state legislature. We're seeing it in the failed academy. Uh, the St. Thomas long ago joined the ranks of the failed academy. I did not go there. I went to a place called St. Thomas College. Yeah, okay. And then they, yep, then they, sure. Then yep. they hired somebody to redo all the granite signs, and now it says University of St. Thomas. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Uh, and it's, it's, it's no wonder that I'm never approached by them for anything. <laughs> well, you are in the Hall of Fame, aren't you? So where's their money coming from then? No, I'm not. It, if guys like you and other donors aren't being approached, I, I, where's, I where's it coming think, from? I hardly think they were ever counting on the likes of me for their money. Well, under the auspices that every dollar counts, you yeah. could give your measly $500, and it still matters. Why aren't they approaching you for that $500? That, that's a good question. They d used to. I used exactly. To get, you used to get a call. Then they listened to your show. Maybe. <laughs> But now I have no trouble dispensing that money to other schools. But and I don't want to speak for anybody here. But what about the likes of who is the big the big shot that just gave all the money for the athletic complexes? Lee Anderson. Thank yeah. you. What would someone like him say about this? That's a great question. Thank I know you. Lee. He's a hell of a guy. He's a West Point grad. Right. A self-made guy. I. I. Don't know what his position on this is. I, I don't know. Or maybe he's in the game of just staying out of things like this. Because uh, a lot of people, a lot of people, a lot of people are in that game like Lee. where they don't want to take a stance one way or the other from a business standpoint. We, there are people on the board very close to us. Yep. I don't know how they uh, they react to this. Maybe, maybe it's us. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe... Studying your white privilege is necessary. I don't know what your end game I do know what your end game is, but if you want to pretend that this is important to study, go ahead. I didn't go there. You think this all came about with the the kind of the coincidence in our timeline of uh George Floyd and the assumption that a bunch of bad cops that have done some bad things to black people represent the entire white race, along with the book from uh, Ibram X. Uh, what, what's his last name? Candy. Uh, uh, Ibram X. Candy in his book. It's all kind of, kind of came together, and this is the new religion in this country. I White think, is evil. I think the week of George Floyd uh, opened the floodgates for this kind of academic renaissance, which I hate to use the word renaissance, which is so beautiful to describe this, but that's what it's been, a change. Well, I, yeah. th I think it opened the floodgates to that. Every single white person in America had their knee on George's neck. Yep. And it's a question I've asked before. Uh, this must have been percolating just below the surface even prior to George Floyd, yeah, I'm so I'm so out of it that I thought we were as races getting along in this country. I thought we were getting a, a whole lot better. The it anger really was percolating, and then it just erupted with the George Floyd week. 
and it really, really was the was the catalyst that brought about this uh, well, we tremendous had, sea change we're seeing. We had, the, but it, 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 sorry, Chris, it stormed okay. through our failed universities and schools like a firestorm. I mean, it took over instantly. It was storming through schools prior to George Floyd, but this this pushed it over the top. This this turned all academies into failures. Yeah. It was the gasoline on the campfire. It really was. But I think also what, and we, we talked about it at length at the time, but, you know, we were coming out of the pandemic. There was a lot of pent-up tension with the lockdowns and school closings and all sorts of things that were already happening. And this just magnified everything tenfold. Real quickly, as an aside, uh, you'll note that China is back to the social distancing and yeah. wearing the masks because of uh, apparently terrible respiratory Did you problems. See the video. Is that what you're going? Well, for? No, I'm oh. going to this question. Is this country going to resist that this time? Yes. We better. Yes. <laughs> it, 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 don't you guys think? I think the, the I'm going to resist be, it. The powers that be are going to float that trial balloon and try to get us. The people are going to say, "Not this no. time, pal." Yep. We got, I got it. I but survived. You, but you have the right people in place politically in Minnesota to absolutely get on board if this sweeps the land. I again. just think it would be so totally. weird if all those lockdowns and mandates happened right before the election. Wouldn't that be something? <laughs> I was thinking the opposite, that they won't do anything because of the election. You know what I mean? I, they, they want, we don't want to ruin our phony baloney jobs. So we're just going to ignore this till after the election. Maybe John. We know you're on to us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 We're going to lay low. <laughs> Sit this play out. I can't think yeah. of a better time to talk about a funeral. It's inevitable. Your segue, not mine. I'd, we're, I'd, we're all going to have one. We're all going to have and one. what did Yogi say? Mine will be with Mueller Memorial. What did Yogi say? If you don't go to your friend's funerals, they're not going to go to yours. <laughs> now, if you think about that statement, it makes perfect sense. 100%. Yes. He means your acquaintances and whatnot. Right. And, and, and I got the whole thing. And Mueller would understand that. If you don't go to your friend's funerals, they ain't coming to they're yours. not coming to yours. And as difficult a situation as a funeral might be, Mueller Memorial will ease that burden on you. I've gotten great emails from people who have really appreciated the experience they've had with Mueller. We're in the third generation of the Mueller family performing mm -hmm. these great services. Scott Mueller's the current uh, he's the current captain on the ship right now, and he's a he's steering it. Longtime friend of mine. These are great people, and uh, they're going to take a time that uh, you're going to fear and be fraught with anxiety and you're going to turn it around and you're going to end up celebrating the life of a well-lived. And when it comes to the celebration, they're very inventive, very imaginative. They can come up with whatever you think your family might enjoy when you're sending off old pa or ma. You know what I'm saying? You know, I know huh? exactly what you're saying. And if you don't go to their funeral, they're not going to come to yours. <laughs> All right. Uh, Mueller will take care of the difficult details so you can spend time with your family and you can find out much more and talk to them at MuellerMemorial.com. North American Banking Company is my bank, and they should become yours as well. They have six fantastic locations to serve you. My location's in Roseville, but you can also see them at 50th in France, Hastings, Woodbury, Shoreview, and their new location over there in Maple Grove. They get it. 
They know that there's no shortage of banking options here in the Twin Cities. So if you're tired of just being a number to your big national bank, then be sure to check out my friends at North American Banking Company. They offer the same online and mobile banking options as the other banks, but with the unparalleled service of a community bank. They are also locally owned and operated. And this is why this is a big deal. That means loan decisions are made right here in the Twin Cities. They're not sent out of state. So this helps business owners solve problems quickly and expand their business with confidence. So do me a favor, check them out online today, nabankco.com to learn more. That's nabankco.com. North American Banking Company member FDIC is an equal housing lender. John, Johnny, would you, uh, let's see here. Look at the time. What the hell? We went, we went long. Yeah. John, when you get to your midway point, will you please throw it to Rook? Rookster. Sure. And don't forget North American banking company is your new sponsor. Gotcha. Kenny. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. What? What? I need, I need a moon from you here, sir. I had a rotten utensil. I got two. We ready? I got uh, a pencil. <clears throat> Joe, you, you, uh, a new expression I'd never heard before you use, or I had to look it up. What? Hair shirt. I, I didn't oh, know what Yeah, that what was. the hell was that? I almost put the brakes on the whole thing there because You're of that. you talking about that hairy shirt that I wear for Halloween. No, no, it's, 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 it's a, a cool thing. Yeah. Self-flagellate. Yeah. Uh, well, why don't you, do yeah. Flagellate. Why don't you crawl yourself into yeah, this century and talk right like back. the rest well, of us I, there? Joe, I'm with you. I, I learned something new today, and I, I, I appreciate that. I'll and, and these, right now. these yeah, Neanderthals right. here. Who... I'll flagellate right now. Yeah. Hang on, I'm going to sit up. You better go change clothes and maybe take a shower. <laughs> up high. Love da 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 <laughs> Got a whole new set of uh, fart buttons. Yep. Whole new set. <laughs> yeah, wasn't that the event that you, what Paul said? Well, hey, some woman got up. She was about 45 years old. Cured cancer. Gave Saved the world. And $48 million to the school. <laughs> Build them an ice rink. And Paul says, didn't you just get a new fart button? <laughs> <laughs> Love that. God, when he was holding court at Tattersall, that was... <laughs> What a hand. That was just I loved when he turned around and he just started strutting. He started working out the room. Hey, did you hear that one about and talking into the mic? I didn't really want to be here, but <laughs> I can't think enough of the time. All right, you ready? What am I doing? Kenny's doing moon here. Oh, okay. Midway point, John's throwing it to you. Rolling. Well. You cannot stop him. He'll just make a move. Joe Suchere. I know you. I know where you live. I know what your deal is. You're somebody that enjoys a little adventure in your life. You like to travel. You like new places. Sometimes that journey along the way is an adventure within itself. If that bold statement is true, that means you might just be an adventure motorcycle rider at heart. And lucky for us, Moon Motorsports in Monticello is our adventure motorcycle superstore. More brands of adventure and touring bikes than any other dealership in the area. Moon has adventure bikes in all sizes and for any level of rider. Right now, they have manufactured cash and rebates for many adventure models like the KTM 390 Adventure or the KTM 1290 Super Adventure S 
or maybe a Beamer. You like those BMWs? If you're going to be a travel adventure, you got to go with the Beamer. Yeah, the 1250R GS Adventure or even the Triumph Tiger 1200 G GT. I wouldn't complain about either one of those bikes. You can save 500 to 2500 right now. You'll also get no payments for 90 days, free for service, free storage or delivery. Get to moonmotorsports.com. Check it all out, the bikes, the deals. Then stop in in Monticello and let them outfit you for the adventures ahead. Moon Motorsports, we're talking KTM, Husqvarna, BMW, Triumph, Ducati, Yamaha, Honda, the Adventure Superstore, moonmotorsports.com. Here is Mr. John Height. Thank you, Joe. This news is brought to you by North American Banking Company. One sports note, one day after firing Dean Evason and assistant coach Bob Woods amid that awful start to the season, the Wild have introduced his replacement, John Hines. Hines and Garen talked to the media for about 50 minutes this morning, touching on everything from why the coaching change was made, what's next, and their relationship that brought Hines here to Minnesota. Well, Garen didn't provide terms of the deal. He did say, quote, this is not a one-year thing, so Hines will likely get more than just the rest of the season to lead the team. Mr. Yes, Reeves. And our guy, Dan Winnesota, is reporting that Bob Berglund has been named as assistant. <laughs> hey, now! Good hit it, Bob. When's Darby going to get his shot? He's been standing uh, on that bench for years. Well, I think Darby's right where he's going to be. All right. Well, because if he wasn't uh, going to get the shot now, when, yeah. when is he? They also announced this morning that they elevated Patrick Dwyer from the Iowa Wild to be the assistant coach. Now, what are we to make of – they're playing a decent club tonight, St. Louis is in town. What are we to make if the Wild win 5-1? to one? What Are we coaching. supposed to think that coaching. Dean had lost get the room, maybe? Get your tough guy out there and help them. Well, the players have no one else to point the finger at that, right? right. So they know, oh, now it's on us. Yeah. Isn't that typically what happens, though? You get a new coach, you see a little surge for a week or yeah. two. And I yeah. hope they win 5-1 to one tonight. That would be nice, mm -hmm. you know? Okay, Matt. Thanks. <laughs> Meanwhile, in news involving the Wild, early talks have put the cost of renovations at Excel Energy Center at up to $300 million. The place cost $165 million to build. What? What the hell can you do to it that's worth $300 million? Yesterday. It's fine. Yesterday afternoon, Wild owner Craig Leopold, St. Paul Deputy Mayor Jamie Tincher, and Senate Bonding Committee Chair Sandy Pappas all met to continue preliminary discussions about what sources said are major renovations to Excel, ranging between $200 and $300 million. I, I, I'm puzzled by this. I need new windows. I'd like a new furnace. There's no uh, windows there. I need a roof or two. No, I'm talking about me. I mean, if they can go belly <laughs> up to the teeth, I'm doing the same. All right. I, I need some renovations around this dump. St. Paul Mayor Melvin Carter issued the following statement. The X has served as a staple entertainment and event space, bringing millions of people to St. Paul for over 20 years. As the building ages, we are committed to working with the Wild to envision and ensure the arena's wow. long-term success. You know, yes, yes, to the no. They need affordable housing in that place. There's no place to put any more seats. You don't need more seats. Right. Are, are you missing the lead here? I, apparently I am. They want our money no, for I this know, project. I know, I know that. I know that. Well, I know that. Just calm down. Rick, Republican. Not, you get your not, windows in your fridge. Yeah. You're not outraged enough Take for me. Take care of your own washing machine. Get get mad. Come on. I'm you not gotta, mad yet. I, I'll, well, I'll hurry up. All right. Kevin, you got a dryer up there? <laughs> got some nice lines, though. Some clotheslines. Clotheslines, yeah. It's tough in the winter, though. Yeah. <laughs> 
ranking Republican. I on used the, to uh, love the smell when my mother would hang clothes outside. Yeah. I that, love that smell. That fresh, I, nothing fresh. Spring free smell. I, I pulled the um, clothesline poles out of the ground last year. They were better anchored than the Golden Gate Oh, you Gate could bridge. tie a Navy ship to them. <laughs> I, couldn't, I couldn't lift it right. physically. I had to get the tractor to right. lift it. Well, when those people put in clotheslines, Jesus, they what were coming they thinking? down. What the hell, dude? There's 300 pounds of concrete right. on every one of them. I still have clothes. Uh, sunk a basketball hoop, <laughs> the pole for the hoop. Yeah. 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 It'll be there after a nuclear war. Yeah. Yes. yes. I got the same. Th I have the umbrella, you know, clothesline. Yeah, sure. It is in so tight. There's you couldn't move it if you tried. Those things, though, you could hang on to those during a cyclone. An yeah. oak tree fell on one. It broke the tree, tree in half. Right in half. <laughs> the pole <laughs> remained standing, not a scratch. Right. <laughs> There's a new push to pass a citywide wage increase for rideshare drivers in Minneapolis, but results will likely have to wait until the new year. Council members Robin Wansley, Jamal Osmond, and Jason Chavez are now bringing three plans to the table for city staffers to analyze. They're hoping to get drivers as close as they can to a minimum wage equivalent. Option one, the original proposal from this summer. Option two is to pay drivers a flat rate of 24 bucks an hour. The third option is one Mayor Jacob Fry has already approved. That would give drivers a buck 17 per mile and 34 cents per minute. Analysis of the plans will be presented to the Minneapolis City Council at the January 19th meeting. This all comes after Mayor Fry announced the terms he would be willing to accept earlier this month after vetoing a previous plan. I have a question for John and Joe regarding this story. 34 cents a minute. Yeah. Why is this such a big story? Both newspapers, all the TV uh, stations. It doesn't uh -huh. seem like a big story to me. Please educate me. Why is it? I, I can't because I pretty much am on the same page you are. I keep seeing it. So I assume, well, maybe I better put it in my newest. Well, is it a distraction, John, from something else? Is that what it? we're being distracted? What is this? I, I don't know. Isn't it a big story now, though, only because, remember, the reason Fry vetoed it is because Uber, Lyft, all these places said, we're not going to service your city if you do. Yeah. Well, plus if it's part of the, it's part of uh -huh. the it's part of the the package of them, uh, especially these Marxists, that not wanting you to have a car. They're very keen on on you yeah. being and, dependent on other people. You often criticize TV news for dumbing it down. Do you think they're just doing this because this is a story the dummies might understand? Uh, I don't. Is know. Is this a human a a lot of kids, uh, a lot of kids use the ride shares. Maybe they think a lot of people. You know what? That's a good answer, John. It's generational. We, we don't be, do that. Yeah. We're we old. drive cars. People. People. Uh, numbers show that uh, numbers on Black Friday shoppers were up this year nationally, and figures from the Mall of America seem to match that. In fact, the mall says more shoppers showed up at the mall than in 2019, the year before the pandemic. The mall had 4% more visitors between Friday and Sunday than on Black Friday 2019, despite being open less hours. Could you imagine any bigger hell on earth than the Mall no. of America on Black Friday? Well, it came and went without uh, a problem that, as I understand it, uh, I think people enjoyed themselves and, and went to the mall and, and uh, bought things and had a great time. Listen to Mr. Positive. Wow. Holy moly. Huh? Wow. Nicely done, Joe. Thank you. I feel I see butterflies. Everything is in turmoil, Chris. <laughs> okay. 
No, I ordered something for you from Vice Grip Garage on Black Friday. You're getting a Christmas gift from me, Joe. Oh, boy, that's very My nice friend. Nice. Uh, wow. I'll tell you all a little tip. I don't know how you feel about it, but I got the tip from an emailer who reminded me. I ordered two stayed flags yesterday. New oh, ones? I was going to do that, too. Uh, yeah. Good ones. I mean, I, I, double the old one. You know what? I, I was actually, I'm going to do it and replace that dumb flag that's behind me. The you GL see. flag? Yeah, that's got to go. <laughs> Don't because play. you know damn well, they'll, they'll become harder to get. Yep. Yeah. Uh, speaking, you know what? I got a flag They're story. They're really hard to get. <laughs> Where is that? Uh, flag story. Minnesotans are already leaving thousands of comments on nearly a dozen finalists for the new state flag and seal, hoping to influence the process before the new state commission picks the final designs. The state emblems redesign commission opened commenting to the public on the website this week. They got thousands of comments within the first 24 hours. According to the historical society, the commission has a January one deadline to settle on a final design for both and present them to the legislature. Last week, the commission winnowed down more than 2000 submissions from the public to six finalists for the flag. They also picked five finalists for the new state seal critiques of their choices quickly flooded social media. Uh, that included the apparent lack of the loon. Everybody wanted the loon on the flag. Uh, one of the finalists for the state seal did include a loon. Why don't we take a break here, check in with the rookster and see what, what's he got going on. What do you want me to do here, Chris? Uh, either Welter or Masonic. Okay, I'm going to do Welter because I forgot what you told me and I didn't write it down because I couldn't find my <laughs> utensil, which Thanks I have. You guys hand. make fun of me for writing down yeah, rookster. To see? Talk to me again, please. Be a professional. Uh, and thing. now let's hear from the Rookster. Thanks, John. Things are heating up in the studio here, and if things are heating up in your home, you need to call Welter. I hope things are heating up, and I hope when the uh, time comes for you to flip on your air conditioning unit, it's working properly. So that's, that's next year. I know, but you got to close it down properly. <laughs> so right. I want you to shut it down. The people at Welter are certified, and they know about the air purification system. Yes, a big, huge, just like, and it, and it buzzes when you do that. It goes, like Frankenstein. Shut it down properly, that AC unit. You don't want any problems in the uh, summer. And remember that your heat is so important. Why don't you make sure that your furnace or whatever you have is working properly? If it hasn't been tuned up, it's probably time. So check out online, welterheating.com. If you want to talk to a human being, they will answer live when you call 612-825-6867. All this info, it's online at welterheating.com. Again, it is going to get really cold the next couple months, so be prepared. Don't be out in the cold. Heat up your shelter with Ray N. Welter online at welterheating.com. I drew a complete blank. It's okay. It's like, it uh, but I knew it was going to be Welter, and the other one's Masonic. Um, I, so I'm on the U of M, uh, U of M, I'm sorry, UN.org website, Joe. They don't want us to eat meat. I'm reading about your guide to climate action, food, and, and I'm uh, reading through it now. It is hysterical. These people are despicable. I don't want them in this country. Well, they're completely out of touch with the day-to-day -day lives of us simple people. Out of touch with what they should be taken care of, too. I mean, who cares? These, I, mean, I don't want the UN to tell me that. 
these hair suit wearing some <laughs> bitches. It's all about no, the that flatulence. The trouble is they don't wear a hair suit. Uh, these non-hair suit wearing so and so's. All that flatulence. I have no idea. Hair suit. That sounds kinky. No, it would be uncomfortable. Hey, can I get you a razor, pal? You know how your shirt feels after you get a haircut? You got the hair back there tickling. Well, when I give myself a uh, head shave, I usually take the shirt off. Jesus. Stand there. Here's a picture. Why don't you cut that roadkill off? Let's see what you look like. Hey, uh, no, you know, no, no, I can't. Uh, no. Hey, Kenny, I misspoke. <laughs> As we bump back, can you give me a, um, well, I guess I'll have to retract somehow this text to Rob O'Brien angrily. Uh, hey, town council, we, we apparently have the, just as apparently, delightful problem of having too many ads. Well, I, I, not Kenny, but maybe. No, I need yeah, a not John. Or, maybe some of you less <laughs> credibles uh, have that problem. But uh, it's always a always a joy. When it's almost Lee this. Ely is saying, "Why are you people here? Don't you work?" Yeah, right? pretty much. Right. Yeah. We have too many ads. What's wrong with you people? You're trying to advertise. <laughs> I have to laugh. Right. I have to laugh. Can you give me a seafoam, Kenster? Seafoam. Yes, gladly. All right. We ready? Sounds good. I'm rolling. Got it. Mate Schmate. Here's Joe Suchere. My push this week for seafoam is keep a can of that junk everywhere. And I just started thinking, you know, in my truck, four doors, and there's probably 12 cup holders in that thing why do we need all the cup holders well in my case it's to hold cans of seafoam the motor treatment and now of course the seafoam deep creep this stuff works on everything i have one for the gun cabinet got one in the chem cab one in the garage many in the shop in the junk drawer up in the house it's everywhere because you need it everywhere it will unstick rusted parts I've actually, and a lot of GLers have done the same thing. You fill a little tub up, a small little pan up, maybe you've got a rusted pliers or something, let it soak in there overnight. Next day, guess what? Viola! <laughs> you know what seafoam like- is? It's the cheaters of fuel additives. <laughs> it really you gotta is. you got to have a pair in every room and every drawer. Well, with the motor treatment, the, the thing I like is, uh, hey, Kenny, you know about small engines. Can you get this thing going for me? Oh, uh, yeah, sure. Load it up my truck. I'll take it home. I don't even take it out of the box or out of the, the pickup box. I just douse it with seafoam, fire it up, charge them 80 bucks, project over. Ooh. That's how easy seafoam is. It's a great cheat. It's a wonderful, wonderful product in a world of bad gas. It's a true miracle. It's seafoam. In other news, Rosalind Carter being memorialized this hour with music and hymns, some of her favorite biblical passages, and a rare gathering of all living U.S. First Ladies and multiple presidents, including her 99-year-old husband, Jimmy Carter. The tribute service at Glen Memorial Church in Atlanta falls on the second of a three-day schedule of public events celebrating the former First Lady. The former president, who is 10 months into home hospice care, hasn't been seen in public since September, sitting in the front row after staying last 
last night at the Carter Center, where the former First Lady laid in repose. President Joe Biden and First Lady Jill Biden, longtime friends of the Carters, lead the list of dignitaries joining the widowed former president in Atlanta, former President Bill Clinton and former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, along with former First Ladies Melania Trump, Michelle Obama and Laura Bush, paying their respects. Vice President Kamala Harris and Second Gentleman Doug Emhoff also there, as were Georgia Governor Brian Kemp and his wife. Former Presidents Donald Trump, Barack Obama, and George W. Bush were invited, but did not attend the I ceremony. Why. Second Gentleman, I would just say, call me Dan, will you? Mm. I don't um, have to call me Second Gentleman. How's this for a dark thought? Don't you think the president, former president, Jimmy Carter, might just be joining his beloved wife before the end of the week? Isn't that how that always goes to those old uh, couples I don't think like that? that? Would, I don't think that would be a surprise. Yeah. I, they have such a great love story. I wish that it would happen. Yeah. Just yep. peacefully go away and yep. be yep. reunited. Reunited. <laughs> well, we were doing right up until then. Right? We were doing good. I'm Alice, glad Jimmy was able to be there. He's a peanut yes, farmer no. by trade. Really? I yeah. didn't know that. And she lived next door. I know. I introduced through uh, Jimmy's sister. What about S Billy Carter? What's that deal? Billy was a character. <laughs> okay. I met Billy. Jimmy saved the world from nuclear holocaust, didn't he? Where did you meet him? Billy, uh, at the time, he was promoting Billy Beer. Oh, Billy Beer. Yes. All right, Billy. He All showed right. up at <laughs> the... Billy Pierce. Uh, that was Billy Pierce. He showed up in Haber, Wisconsin at the... Uh, what's the ski race they have there, the cross-country ski? Berkebiner. Okay. Uh, brought in as some sort of promotional Celebrity. person. Okay. And he, I'll never forget that he had on a new winter jacket that obviously he just hastily... God, and it had the price tag. Oh, he was from. going gangster. Yeah, he's early going gangster. Early gangster. <laughs> that was the beer. I had a can Crummy, of Billy beer back in the day. I think it was dreadful. Ahead of its time, huh? I think so. The craft beer boom. It was really... the craft. It was, uh, I don't know what it was. Wiener water. Bottom, yeah, of, the, bottom yeah. of the barrel. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Jimmy also great friends with a lot of rock and rollers and musicians, including members of the Allman Brothers. And good a great friend of Randy Wayne White. Hmm. There you go. Did not know that. Mm -hmm. I just read an Almond Brothers book. There's a great story that Greg was wasted one night, showed up late. He was supposed to attend a celebration at the Carter residence, showed up late. Everybody was gone. And Jimmy said, no, come on in. We'll listen to records. They listened to records all night and drank whiskey. Was just, Jimmy president just, at the time? No, he was still running. I That's see. What, because they did, I don't know, four or five concerts for him to raise yeah. funds while he was running. So. Uh, before, other, wait a second, John. Before he was president, Jimmy Carter saved nuclear reactor after meltdown. 1952. It was a facility in Canada, and uh, Carter swaggered in there and took care of business and saved the Canadians. What, pretty is a cool. Navy guy? Yeah, yeah, pretty cool. Hmm. Huh. Amazon has grabbed the crown of biggest delivery business in the United States, passing both UPS and FedEx in parcel volume. The Seattle e-commerce giant delivered more packages to U.S. homes in 2022 than UPS after eclipsing, I to that. Yeah. <laughs> after eclipsing FedEx in 2020. Basis, huh? It's on track to widen the gap this year, according to internal Amazon data and people familiar with the matter. The U.S. Postal Service is still the biggest parcel service by volume. It handles hundreds of millions of packages for all three companies. A decade ago, Amazon was a major customer for UPS and FedEx, and some executives from the incumbents 
and analysts mocked the notion that it could someday supplant them. And now they have. Amazon's outsized growth combined with uh, strategy shifts at FedEx and UPS have changed the balance. Now, wait a minute, John. Yes, sir. Now, does Amazon have their own fleet of planes now? Is that what this means? I they they certainly have trucks. I don't know. There's you see the the trucks trucks all over the place. Yeah. Not sure. We we continually get mail for a guy that used to rent from me over 10 years ago. It's from his bank. He's tried to correct the problem. We've tried to correct the problem. The latest was uh, last week we received something. The wife wrote on the envelope. He does not live here. Circled that, put it right back in the mailbox. That letter or that bank, whatever it was, went back to the post office and then reappeared in my <laughs> mailbox yesterday. Whoops. <laughs> and the guy is a business owner and he's got a big house right in town. Everybody knows him. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yikes. Yeah. yeah. I still get stuff uh, for my mother who died in 2016. Mm. I get all the uh, Indian missions around the country. Oh, I got it. Uh, huh. And the thing with the dime, they give you a dime I, for And stamps. I keep the money. I keep the yeah, money without the guilt. Dime. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, You need to wear a hair shirt because you're going to feel should. guilt about keeping I that should money. self-flagellate. Mm-hmm. Whoa, not in public, the, though, my yeah. friend. The, the political network founded by the Cook Brothers is endorsing Nikki Haley in the Republican presidential primary race, giving her some organizational muscle and financial heft as she battles Governor Ron DeSantis for second place in Iowa. The group announcing its plans in a memo this morning. Former President Trump, of course, remains the dominant frontrunner in the Republican race, but recent polls show Haley moving up in the race. Haley, who has described Trump's time as past, has gained support from donors, and her candidacy has received approval from elite opinion makers, many of whom describe her as the best alternative to Trump. Hunter Biden is willing to testify before the House Oversight Committee, but only in public, according to a letter his attorney wrote to Republican lawmakers today. Chairman James Comer of the House Oversight Committee quickly rejected that offer, insisting that Biden must first speak to the oversight panel behind closed doors, but said later on down the road he could testify publicly. Comer announced a slew of subpoenas on November 8th targeting members of the president's family, including Hunter Biden, brother James Biden, and former Hunter Biden business associate Rob Walker, demanding that they appear for depositions. The same thing will happen with Hunter is happening with him. You know what the answer is? Mm, Nothing nothing. will happen. Got it. Sandy Hook families who won about $1.5 billion in legal judgments against Alex Jones for calling the 2012 Connecticut school shooting a hoax have offered to settle a debt for pennies on the dollar, about $85 million over 10 years. But what if he doesn't have an amount that can cover either of those costs? Isn't that his problem? Well, allegedly, maybe. Yeah. Let's put it that way. The offer was made in Jones's personal bankruptcy case in Houston last week. In a legal filing, lawyers for the family said they thought the proposal was a viable way to resolve everything. But attorneys continue to accuse the InfoWars host of failing to curb his personal spending and extravagant lifestyle, failing to preserve the value of his holdings, refusing to sell assets, and failing to produce financial documents. During a court hearing in Houston, Jones's personal bankruptcy lawyer, Vicki Driver, said that the $85 million was too high and unrealistic. In a new bankruptcy plan filed November 18th, Free Speech Systems said it could afford to pay creditors about $4 million a year, down from an estimate earlier this year of 7 to $10 million annually. 
The company said it expects to make about $19.2 million next year from selling Jones's dietary supplements, clothing, and other merchandise that he promotes on his shows. Personally, Jones lists about $13 million in total assets in his most recent financial statements, filed with the bankruptcy court, including about $856,000 in various bank accounts. A 12-year-old boy driving a stolen construction forklift led police on an hour-long chase Saturday, striking 10 parked cars during the pursuit, according to the Ann Arbor Police Department. According to police, the vehicle, a construction genie GTH 636 telehandler, equipped with a forklift and weighing about 35,000 pounds, was stolen from outside the Forsyth Middle School by the 12-year-old. Based on the preliminary investigation, apparently the key was inside the cab. Police department said it was a dangerous situation. Keith Ellison would sue the uh, manufacturer of the forklift. <laughs> or the manufacturer of the key. It was a dangerous situation that could have ended with serious injuries, the police noted. Police said officials were first called to Forsyth Middle School about a quarter to seven Saturday evening. Reports that a juvenile was trying to steal the vehicle. Minutes later, officers found the boy driving down the street without any headlights on. They turned their flashing lights on and emergency sirens. Officers pursued the vehicle at 15 to 20 miles an hour. They kept following. Eventually, the uh, boy stopped within the city limits going across a bridge. From there, they took over the pursuit, got the 12-year-old, the boy whose identity was not revealed because he's a minor, taken into custody, put in juvenile detention. Who on the show is certified or has been to drive forklift? Not me. Not Am I me. the only one? Not a Seriously? I, I don't need yeah. certification. I've been doing it since I was well, seven. I figured, I figured. Can you pick yeah. up a dime? Yeah, I can. Can you? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I can, can do it. Yeah, I just do anything over. you want with a forklift, right. spend including over. shoving those forks right up your. Oh. <laughs> Yikes. They got a, do you think they got a, a forklift at Grunhofer? Serious question. Probably. Because they, they bring in of loads of meat. Huh? Mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah. At uh, Grunhofer's old-fashioned meat. Okay, the turkey time might be over. What about the double-smoked hams? Still going. Double-smoked, skinless, bone-in. There's a lot of festivities. That means it was now. done twice. That's right. See? <laughs> There's a lot of festivities between now and Christmas, and Grunhofer's is the go-to place for the best food available. It's a meat emporium. You know, uh, they're always looking for ideas. Let's what, what hear, do we have? What do we have? Let's hear your ideas for a new White Bear Lake brat flavor. Ooh. They got the new place going in White Bear Lake, and if you follow them on Instagram, they've got an up. Here's the update. They've got meat cases and plumbing. I would call it the Matamidae brat. Okay. Now, Matamidae means that's a different white city. bear. Oh, I didn't know that. Matamidae mean in uh, either Dakota or Sioux, it means white bear. Oh, I didn't yeah, know Well, that. you know what? Spencer's going to have a lot of fun in that white bear store. Yeah, he is. Because that's a happening little town, just like Hugo and Forest Lake. You know, things up that way are moving. They're far. You know what? Where are they you going? Know what, you know what? We've always wondered why Spencer Grunhofer hasn't come this way. He doesn't want to be closest to the country's tallest building. Let the meat come to me. Um, you go to the meat, so to speak. He ain't bringing the meat to you. Right. right. You go to, you the, go meat. to the meat. You go right. to the meat. Every time. And uh, you can go uh, to Hugo. That's just north of Hugo on Highway 61. Right. Forest Lake, just east of 35 on Highway 97. Mm-hmm. Brats, steaks, chops, burgers, 
ham, bacon, cheese, fish, Got it all. seasonings, and everybody behind the counter can help you if you're having some cooking questions about how to prepare it. And if you get kind of if you go too far on uh, 61 and you hit Lauren McCullough well drilling, yeah. you got to go a little more south. All right, because that's uh, that's the first place of, uh, on. North. I've often been in there to just turn around. That's that's what people do. If you want to call ahead, you can have a meal prepared for you too. What do you want? A, select, a selection of yeah, it's four. It's six five one. 426-2800. Yep. And Forest Lake, 651-982-1182. Do not have a number for White Bear Lake yet. Coming well, soon. Because, because construction transformation continues Yes, at the new White Bear Lake store. That'll be open sometime around Christmas. It's absolutely the best in the business. Grunhofer's Old Fashioned Meats. Chris, I uh, just saw the story you sent me. I had seen it, and I just thought it was too, you know what I mean? What? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I sent John a news story this morning. And, and I skipped it this morning when I was writing news because yeah. uh, I, I didn't know. No, it was a little risque. It was beyond low-hanging. Yeah. Oh, it was. Oh. Yeah. But it involved uh, Rook's employer, and I know a number of great one-liners from the soul man. Yeah, be right up crabby coffee hell are you shops. What talking I, about? A story that I sent John. Well, it's did, a story. Well, they well, they the they, council in. they uh they uh, at the airport the uh, agents confiscated some illegal. Oh, I saw that. Uh, Never mind. Okay, yeah. yeah. There you go. See, see what I'm oh, saying, Joe? Yeah. Um, the old stretching cream. Voice. No, no. Tight tightening action. Oh, tightening. Tightening. Oh. You don't want to stretch it. Tighten it up. You Do your exercises. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess we gave it all away, didn't we? The old stretchy, stretchy room. Hot dog hallway. They got a, they got a salve and an ointment for that. Oh, <laughs> oh lord! <laughs> clench. Yeah. I want you to clench all right. day. Like Ricey instructs hockey defense. They got a tighter, tighter up. Yeah, I won the stretching. God, he had a great no, no. line yesterday, Joe. <laughs> Joe was uh, all depressed. No, no, no. You were all depressed about I just I don't know, Pat. The world's coming to an end. And Bryce, he walks by and he says, Don't worry, we'll be dead soon anyway. <laughs> <laughs> um, did the wild trade or the wild uh, coach deal happen during Monday night sports talk? Were you guys no, able it, to talk it, about it? It was no, later. After. Bummer. But what you guys did talk, what did you talk about the wild besides the turkey column? Uh, Didn't Everson come up? I, I don't know. I don't know anything about that. I, I, don't, I, I don't know anything about I don't know. Who's, uh, who's Corey Perry, and why would the Blackhawks release him? Oh, I don't. Wasn't he the goalie? I don't. No, that was Corey Crawford. An internal investigation is done, so they're going to release him. Oh, oh I think he was an anything. assistant coach or something. Oh, that's oh, right. I, I think there was that. some uh, some hijinks. Ruck. Hijinks. Messonike? Yes, please. Ready. And do you need help with the, oh, with John's here? I don't need to help with this damn mystery. Right? Okay. Hi, Greg. Here we go. You okay over there? Baco? I think what he did is he crossed off his ads. Hey. Hey. You ready? All right. Just check it. Yeah. We were a little worried for a sec. Me? Well, we all tried to talk to you, and you didn't move. What were you saying? 
Oh, Christ. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Yeah. You need All a right. ride home? Where? Okay. Where? Where Let's do I live? Rolling. No, I was thinking about something, but I don't want to bring it up. Good. Keep that to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> it's time to play Love and a Hard <laughs> Yes, it is. Pick it up, baby. Minnesota Masonic Charity is one of the leading grant makers in the state, donating millions each year, impacting education, oh. cancer research, elder care, children's health, and community service. The Masonic Cancer Center is the hub for cancer research at the University of Minnesota and is leading the fight against cancer with research on the causes, prevention, treatments, cures, one of the leading cancer research institutes in the nation. They're proud of that too, man. Their research on the causes, prevention, detection, and treatment of cancer has helped tens of thousands of people. The Masonic Children's Clinic for Communication Disorders is in Duluth. It provides early identification, treatment, and support for childhood communication disorders. What a great thing to do. They have helped thousands of families unlock the world of communication for their children and help them lead fuller lives. That's just what you're going to find when you go to mnmasoniccharities.org. If you'd like to learn more, they've got all the info online, and it's all out in the open, mnmasoniccharities.org. And he says, here we go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Where we, go? Yeah. we got her. The UN doesn't want you to eat meat. Yeah, yep. I. Uh, they are communists. <laughs> no kidding. Meatless communists. A lead <laughs> UN agency overseeing food and agricultural policy is expected to issue a roadmap in the coming weeks, which will call on the West because only the West is wrong in this world, right. including America. I would say most principally America, to reduce meat consumption to save the earth. The UN's Food and Agricultural Organization will publish its so-called Global Food Systems Roadmap during the upcoming COP28 Climate Summit in Dubai. Oh, they're going to fly to Dubai for this one. Got it. <laughs> which will kick off on Thursday and extend two weeks uh, because who wants to go back to those snowy Right. European countries where you can be on the beach in Dubai. Yep. And uh, so we're going to have, because if we stop eating meat, uh, we'll reduce greenhouse gas emissions. By how much? How can they judge that? They don't know. Uh, well, Matthew, it says right here on the UN website, you really should read this stuff because they are the UN. They made it up. They're very important. Switching to a plant-based diet can reduce an individual's annual carbon footprint by up to 2.1 tons we don't know with that, a Reavers. vegan diet. Yeah, we don't know that. 2.1 tons for an individual. That's a lot of farting. That is, uh, that's almost full-time flatulation. Just nonstop. <laughs> Flatulent. <laughs> Food system emissions deserve a place at the top of the table alongside energy and transport, as they represent an estimated third of greenhouse gas emissions and 40% of methane. You know, this. It's, can I get serious? Let's may go. I get serious? Not you for may. the whole time. It is shameful to have this UN interfering in the lives of all of us. People are suffering around the world. Kids are suffering. They're looking for food. Kids are getting on 
patched up inner tubes that try to float to Europe from Northern Africa. Everywhere you look, there's trouble and suffering. And these idiots, these selfish, pompous elitists, uh, continue to try to sell you this BS on the climate and now to the point where let's not have any meat. Tell that to the, some barefoot yeah. kid walking the streets of uh, Nicaragua. Right. He might want a burger. Yep. You pathetic <laughs> fools. Damn. They do the most harm to the people they purport to support what and a help. Bunch of AHs. <laughs> they do the opposite of their mission. Oh, they're pathetic. AHs. In addition to issuing guidelines for reducing oh. meat consumption, the uh, FAO, what's that? That's the... Uh, Toy company. No. Yeah. It's <laughs> the uh, Food and Agriculture Association is expected to highlight how farmers should adapt to erratic weather. Yeah, you're going to go out to northern... Uh, you're going to go out to North Dakota and tell some farmer who's been doing it for the fifth generation how to farm, huh? You got to show up in your suit and your wingtips right. <laughs> and tackle their emissions produced from food waste and use of fertilizer. Well, are, are you into food miles yet? Do you know what a food mile is? I don't is? even know what a food mile is. That's how you? far our food travels. Oh, we have food miles. Yeah, food, food miles. Yep. It's tough to put food in your family. When it comes to food miles, the longer the distance our food travels from the farm to the place where we purchase the food, the higher the greenhouse gas emissions from transport vehicles. How come the people in charge of various institutions like universities and the UN and the Senate and the Congress, why are all their ideas bad? <laughs> is it, it, Nothing good is coming from any of these institutions. No. The UN, to me, is you could just pull the plug on this thing. It, it, right. Have you ever been to the UN? Driven by it. I've been I in didn't there. take the tour. I've been in there. Okay. I don't like it. Yeah. Did it seem like anybody in the UN had any concept as to how uh, real people live in America? No, they any all, concept they, at all? No, they live in Manhattan, for God's sakes. Right. Correct. America's farmers and ranchers are climate heroes. Reducing emissions while providing abundant and affordable food, fiber, and fuel, House Agricultural Committee Chairman Glenn Thompson, Republican Pennsylvania, said, well, of course they are. Regulating producers out of business in the U.S. will not address global climate change. Forget global ch climate change. How about global hunger? Mm -hmm. Why aren't you people worried about feeding babies that don't have any food? Oh, I can't read the rest of this BS. The hell with them. I can't take it. But you know, speaking of FAO Schwartz, I've been there too. We uh, we kicked off the Christmas movie marathon the other night watching Home Alone. How come he didn't call the police first? Why right. do you wait till the very end? I don't to call understand the police? That. that would have solved a lot of problems. It's a short movie. You know how much that trip would have cost? <laughs> You've been there, taking oh, yeah. the whole family. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait a minute. In Home Alone, they leave the kid alone. Right. He's okay, the at the end of the movie, he calls the cops? Well, you know, he puts him through the maze and all that at the house, but he calls him at the very end before he takes the zip line to the treehouse. Because I can answer that. Then you wouldn't have had a movie. Right? Yeah. So, 
I'm just saying he would have saved himself. I've a lot been of- by the house where the Ferrari backs out of the garage. That's Ferris Bueller. In the- that's a oh, that's Ferris. a different movie. Yeah, Chicago. Uh, I have never seen Home Alone. <laughs> oh, oh Kenny, Kenny, you'd like it. It's fun. It's fun. It's fun and once. I have another admission. I don't like Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh, wow. Ferris Bueller oh, is a jackass. I thought it was one a of the narcissistic movies ass Oh, it's a great movie about youth. No, it's yeah. uh, he's a fraud and a criminal, and what he did to his friend is I mean, you uh, said unf- you've never seen it. Unforgivable. No, no I said that about Home Alone. Alone. Oh, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off is a wonderful, wonderful film. Overrated. You have no idea what you're talking about. Pile o poop. Both Who of those the Sausage King of Chicago. What Abe Froman. Abe Froman. <laughs> Yeah. But th- both of those movies were directed by John Hughes, correct? That's right. Yes. Both in the same neighborhood. Oh, I did Now, know that. if you're a GLer and you're looking for my email address, I would uh, advise you to pull the hook out of your mouth before you send me any angry emails. Okay? Let's just be friends. Thank I God it wasn't work. music talk this time, and I didn't have the hook in my mouth. You Ferrari was a California 250 GT. I yeah, think. put that thing in reverse. Let's back let's up see, those miles. Let's run the miles off. Wouldn't it be yeah. great if you could got do that? Got some jack stands? Only because they come to us. <laughs> Lyman's, let me know what you're doing. You Well, you stayed in Africa a long time. Only because they come to us from Mirador, San Jose, Ecuador, from the Traveling Lyman's at WorldWideWaftage.com. It's this day in history. Only because they come to us all yeah. that way. Let's do it. On this day. November 28th. In 1850, Aaron Goodrich, Minnesota's. Minnesota Territory's first Supreme Court justice was accused of adultery. Oh. An effort to impeach him failed, but President Millard Fillmore, what a great name that is, isn't yeah. exercised his executive power to remove Goodrich from office in 1851. Wow. We have a Goodrich Avenue. Yes. Wasn't uh, Fillmore the, uh, the ghost in Rooftop O'Toole? I don't know. The funny comic? Uh, I don't read the comics, so only peanuts, and that's it. Got it. Say it word three times fast. No. On this day <laughs> in 1882, trader and town founder Alexander Fairbow died. In 1835, Fairbow set up a post in what would become his namesake town, and in 1853, he built its first frame house. I just drove by it on Thanksgiving Day. The house itself? Yep. Is it's it still, still standing? It's right next to the Conoco gas station. Is it a museum now? Sorry, Senex gas station. Is it a museum? Yes. On this day, November 28th, in 1905, the freighter Matafa wrecked near the lighthouse in Duluth Harbor during a storm that sank 18 ships in the Great Lakes in a 24-hour period. Woof. The crew suffered terribly from the cold winds of the storm and nine froze to death. The Matafa was rebuilt and continued to sail until 1966. Wow. I think, isn't that the subject of a Kurt Brown book, This Violent Storm in Duluth in yes. 1905? <laughs> Matafa? Yes. On this day, <laughs> eleven two eight. Let's go. In nineteen twenty two, did you just ask week- Reavers a literature <laughs> question? <laughs> yeah. You actually did have a stroke I, ten I minutes did. ago, didn't you? In, <laughs> <laughs> on this day, in nineteen twenty two, Lake of the Woods County was established. Lake of the Woods. 
That's up north. Lake, Lake in the woods. <laughs> right by that. Uh, Lock the, the woods. It's right up there by the lake in the woods yeah, over there. You can Lock get there. Carl lake, Lake in the woods. It's a long sure, drive. It's yeah. up north, he says. By the lake and by you the got woods. It, you got a good guess there. That's Thank right. You. It's up there. It's like I five, am. six hours. Long way. I'll figure it out every once in a while. <laughs> How far a drive is Thunder Bay from St. Paul? Six hours. You're right. I know. I've taken it. On a bicycle. <laughs> okay. I have only been in Canada illegally. I have never legally entered that country. It's easy to get in. I've only legally entered it. Fun ride if it wasn't for all the streets and the cars and the squirrels. You ever hear a deer on a bike? <laughs> Woo! What the hell? What the hell? And I'm the one that has yeah, a problem. Yeah. Kelly agrees with you, uh, Kenny, about Ferris Bueller. Kelly's Thank not a fan. Thank you, Kelly. Thank you. Hey, you're saps. <laughs> hey, we never heard an update from the Riley Gaines appearance at the U of M last oh, night. Oh, good point. Uh, Luke Rexing, you were supposed to tell us how it went, and uh, you haven't. So, shame on you. Subscribe to GL's YouTube channel. Follow us on social media. Yeah, you know. Ciao. Did you just chomp me? I did. Okay. Thank you. Yes, it is. Uh, L. Bicycle. <laughs> Hell, are you talking yeah. about? I had him. I had him until I said that. Oh, I forgot to mention, John, you mentioned Black Friday. That was Josh's in depth report. Was about the very thing you discussed in your news. Got it. Got it. I don't know if you guys know this, but Amazon they make some they make some money. That's where I got the Minnesota State flags. Oh, really? Yep. What did it run you? I think there were twenty eight apiece. About two of them. And they were two sided. Yeah. I hope they. I hope they're not. I hope they are better than twenty eight dollars would suggest. I didn't want to spend, you know, 75 bucks. Did you buy the American-made ones? I don't know. I don't do that. I put the order in with the boss. She did it. Oh, I see. I don't know how to order something. Right. Amazon. Today's you Tuesday. can barely check your email. That's right, Kenny. <laughs> Joe. I, I have I have Starlink in my car. Does anybody know what that means? No. A satellite? Like yeah. a subscription? It's government. That's China tracking that, your movements. Yeah. Is that the poor version of Sirius? It's like having the TikTok. It's Apple CarPlay. Oh, sure. Yeah. What is that? It's what can I do phone? with that? It's similar that's, to Apple 4Play. That's communism. That well, is. my phone is already synced. I mean, you just plug it into that's, the car. That's what I mean. It's, that's, it's to connect your phone to your vehicle. But you don't press Apple CarPlay and get videos. or If you pull it up on your phone, you can. Well, I, I don't want to. I'll be driving. Right. Yeah. All right, I got to run. See you, bros. See you, bro. Okay, broski. Uh, tighten up those uh, yep. creams you got coming in, huh? Yes, 100%. Yeah. Star I'll see if I can get some yeah. samples for you guys. <laughs> Starlink is owned by SpaceX, which is, of course, owned by Elon. Elon. Well, what is it? I mean, what is it doing for me? Why do Star I have that? What is it? It's a satellite... Internet constellation. 
But, yeah. uh, but a car without Starlink can do it. Call that. the Starlink department. That just means somebody at Starlink signed a contract. Uh, why did he want us to call the TV department? They couldn't. No, the remote didn't have the batteries. Why isn't that one on anymore? Don't know. Neither is this one. See? Look at This one's not on either. That's fine with me. I do miss the old, uh, what do you call it, the Headwaters camera. Where you see people scratching their ass and stuff. You know this guy who got stabbed at the Edina bus stop? Yeah. Christian Lundegaard. Yes, sir. His father was Bob Lundegaard, or is Bob Lundegaard, who was a, a Star Tribune uh, kind of a cultural, social reporter when I was there. I think. Yeah, well, that's what, yeah, the story said the same thing, I think, yeah. Because the whole family was all working for the Star Tribune in some capacity. Yeah, see, that's what I thought. The guy was 62? How old is Bob now? He's got to be in his 80s. Well, he's obviously older. This guy had some issues, though, didn't he? Didn't he, wasn't he a recovering addict or something? Well, he gave up the grape. Is that what it was? Oh, it was yeah, booze? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, Bill Glenn had an extensive thread on this guy. This the guy, guy shouldn't have been loose. He had 44 prior arrests. Mm-hmm. What the heck? What? what? <laughs> Including three felonies. Well, I didn't get to the story today. I saved it. We'll get to it tomorrow. It's because we had an interview. Remember the uh, guy this summer, John, who was th- uh, shoved on the train platform? Yes. And- you yep. saw the picture of his legs sticking out of the. Mm-hmm. Well, the guy who did that's loose and has had numbers of running. Really? Yeah. Is that Glenn's story? I'll have to look at that. It's a uh, it's a Zimmer story on the American experiment. Got it. Joe, I'm ready for you. Well, we uh, we were joined by Kendall Qualls, the man with the world's greatest attitude. All right. University of St. Thomas holds. Yep. White privilege seminars. Should I capitalize white and no. privilege? Okay. White privilege. You ought to spell privilege. I do. Seminars, period. Seminars, period. Yep. What is the end game? Question mark. Yep. Uh, UN has decided we should eat less meat. Wait, start that one. You you know you can save it, but to begin the sentence with, "Forget starving children, comma, comma." The UN has decided we should eat less meat. M E E T. No. No. <laughs> it would be M E A T. Johnny Height? Yep. Okay. Johnny, don't forget to send me news stories. I, I'm doing it right now, Chris. Right right now. So Johnny, you're five days a week now. Yes, sir. Not yes. yesterday he wasn't. Well, it wasn't this week, yeah. That's true. So next week. Next week it will be. 27 degrees. Oh, crap. What were the days? 
Of what? That you're gone? That's why I asked earlier. Uh, next Thursday, Friday, and Monday. You're gone next Thursday, Friday, Monday? Yep. Okay. Is that this Thursday? No, next Thursday. Oh, Jan. <laughs> A week from this Thursday, right? Yeah, that's right. Pearl Harbor Day. December seventh. Uh, uh, right? December Well the eighth is Friday. Seventh. Seven, eight, and then eleven. Seven, eight, eleven. Got it. Because seven, eight, nine. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I ate a dead horse in the alley. What? <laughs> I'm confused. Oh, I, I want a dead horse in the alley. I too a dead horse in the alley. You don't want to be the eighth kid, see. I ate a dead, ate horse, a dead in horse in the alley. I get it. Jesus. Is that <laughs> what you like... learned in the one room schoolhouse out in the prairie? <laughs> Holy what's shit. A, what's uh what's Mountain Man Dean eating? What is he eating? Mountain Man Dean. <laughs> Vittles. I uh Sure, it's something good for you. Oh, Kenny! I bought my buddy Joni a um, a um, cast iron kettle, big one, holds about five, six quarts. I don't know who Joni is. Lit is. You don't need to know. <laughs> I don't need to background you on Joni. Um, but I bought her one because uh, she needed one to make donuts. And I refurbished this thing. I restored it. I made it brand new. Her grandson's a shot a bear. She rendered all the bear fat, turned it into usable bear fat, and last night she made a whole bunch of donuts. And this morning at 5.30 in the morning when I went into town, she gave me two dozen. Huh. So I'm working my way through about 24 donuts today. <laughs> Jeez. But thank God I quit smoking, huh? <laughs> go back to the uh, go back to the bear fat part of this. Yeah, you cook it up. I actually have video. She sent me video of it. I'm. She said the whole house stinks. You grab these big chunks of fat that are between the animal and the fur. I'm assuming. I think, mm. and uh, boil them down and turn them into a liquid, and then put them into containers and for what, put them in the freezer. For what purpose? For cooking, I guess. <laughs> Substitute for lard. What would you buy at the store instead of having that? Crisco, lard, whatever. I yeah, guess. but he just said he turned it, she turned it into a liquid. <clears throat> and then it hardens yeah. after that. Yeah, it hardens. It, it gets... I can't think of anything worse. No bear meat at the glory hole. <laughs> That's right. Uh, I should send you the video so you can see it. It's uh, you, okay. you, you do okay. not want to see how it's it's made. It, it is, sounds uh, like it would smell, doesn't it, though, Kenny? Yeah, I asked her. Ooh. I said, "How's that smell?" And she said, "The whole house." Don't stinks. bear oh. smell. They're not. Well, yeah, they're not. They're a, not a. You know, they're not a clean animal. Oof. But you eat bear meat, right? Sure. That's a glory should, hole. Did, did you start <laughs> this by saying the kid shot a bear? Her grandson, my hero, Jaden, shot the bear. Where yes. up there? Uh, Park Rapids. They have a cabin up by Park Rapids. Was it in self-defense or was he? <laughs> if that's what you want to hear, if that's the answer you're looking for, yes, it was. Well, you are a euphoric. He had to. The bear had a knife. Yeah. Yeah. Bear was coming at him. That's the great, uh, who was the great uh, city, at the uh, the attorney in St. Paul, the great big guy, John. Mayor Latimer. No. Love it. He's a buddy of Latimer. John Love The hell was his name? Great guy. He would always get <laughs> hammered and come home, and one night he knocked the parakeet over and 
<laughs> smothered it, and oh, God. his wife came down to start to give him hell, and he said, the son of a bitch pulled a knife on me. <laughs> <laughs> um, I know we haven't discussed it, but when the Chauvin story surfaced over the weekend, yeah, the, uh, the one-liners were pretty funny. I'm unaware of them. You know, it turns out, you know, he OD'd, things like that. It was, you know, people were having a, a laugh at it. What are you babbling about? Chauvin was stabbed in prison. I'm aware you, of that. Okay, but the, the commenters on the Star Tribune story were basically saying it was self-defense. It was, you know, things like that. Oh, they were mocking him. Correct. For the, yeah. For the yeah. Floyd situation. I see. I see. I'm surprised this you didn't do the story, John. Seems kind of mean. I, I think I think his mother was owed a phone call, don't you? I mean, that's would, the least the prison would, system yeah, would have done. You would think is call and say, "Hey, uh, your kid got stabbed, but he's going to be okay." Click. Is call there anything to lawyer, call somebody? Yeah. Isn't it, are we to surmise anything surmise. because of the release of this video, or is that what video? The fall of Minneapolis. It's unlikely that somebody in prison already saw that. Is he in the general population? Is he in GP? He was in this, he was. Uh, in this yeah. uh, facility. It, here, he was isolated. Hmm. Then he was sent to this place, which was medium security and in the general population. Let's put it this way. I don't think he was stabbed randomly. Right. right. Yeah. yeah. He was targeted. But is it worthy of the conspiracy theories that are flying around now? I don't know. Well, I saw a guy who said this pretty much was going to happen and everybody knew it and has known it for months. Right. So that's why I'm wondering why they, because I know they petitioned not to be in the general population, his lawyers, but the government said no. Speaking of conspiracies, uh, are you guys, have you heard the um, Epstein conspiracy theory where he was an the, the one uh, I just learned about it, maybe it's been around for a while, a million of them. and I haven't pursued this one, but that he was an agent for, like, say, the CIA, and his job one. was to entrap all of these guests he had on the island, you know, and get video of them and pictures, etc. so then those people could be used by the CIA in the future. That's a I have not heard one. Yeah. Getting back to Chauvin, I have a friend, we've had him on the air. Peter Wold, the defense attorney. Yeah. Uh, he was always puzzled as to why Chauvin's attorney did not attempt to humanize him in any way. You left that trial without knowing a thing about Chauvin. Nothing about his parents, nothing about his military, nothing about his upbringing, nothing about anything. His attorney wasn't the greatest. No, he was not. And, well, isn't it because basically nobody wanted the job? Right, I suppose, but but the attorney, once he had the job, he might as well have done what he could to have humanized the guy. Oh, would have killed his career. Well, I don't think this helped his career. He lost, and he didn't do a good job. Yeah, but he was supposed to lose. Well, that's true. Part of the CIA. He was a good soldier. He did as he, he was fell told. on the sword. That was handed to him by Keith Ellison. That's my conspiracy on that one. Hans wants to know where the glory hole bear meat soundbite comes from. I don't know the answer to that. That uh, There was a story. John, you want to tell it? I I love telling the story. All I remember about the story was it was a place like in Seattle or someplace. I would say San Francisco. It was in Alaska. It was in Alaska? Okay. And um, they had to stop serving 
um, bear meat at a bar called the Glory Hole. Yes. And Joe, I don't think to this day understands the two euphemisms that are used yes. in that line. Yep. No bear meat at the glory hole. You have no idea what you're saying there, Stop do you? serving bear meat. Because I walked in there. It was one of those times where I walked in there during a break, and I laid this on him, and he just looked at me and said, huh, and then went right on the air with it. <laughs> right away. Right away, yep. <laughs> and to this day, I don't think you have any idea what you're saying. Well, I I don't say it. Uh, Chris occasionally plays an old... Uh, audio clip i just soon have you uh get rid of that do you know oh no do you know what a glory hole is jesus don't answer that (laughs) i'm gonna plead the fifth probably a good move got really quiet there to live as your lawyer i uh i endorse that (laughs) as your lawyer i advise you I walk every day. I don't want to go for a I walk. walk. Today. It's, it's a little cold. chilly out for a walk. It's 37 here. I should go out deer hunting. It's 37? Yeah. It's only 27 here. Huh. Well, I live that means the, we have warm weather coming our way. I live out in the free part of Minnesota where, you know. It's nicer there. Yeah. We're supposed to hit 40s, right? Tomorrow, unless they changed it. Yeah, um, that's what Barlow said. Yep, 40 tomorrow, 39. We had 30s and 40s for the next two weeks, according to my uh, my source. John, so you have heard of the guitarist Johnny Marr? Certainly, yes. Yeah, yeah. Smiths. Yeah, Pretenders. Is he any good? Yeah, he's really good. Is he a monster? He's well. He's <laughs> you know Chris. What? Take us off the thing here. I've got a story for the fellas. I need to tell Chris. I have, I have to swear. Turn off the oh, turn off the thing here. We got. I've got a story. I tell. I've got a story. <clears throat> Look, it's Mike Fredalone here. 